Hello everyone. Welcome back. It's been a while. But here I am again. I hope everybody has kept themselves safe and healthy. And that everything is okay with everyone. <clears throat> Today I want to share a story. It's about this elderly woman and a man, let's say in his 30s. One day, the woman was sitting in front of her building. And then this man just chose to sit next to her and she was telling him ah what a beautiful day the breeze is so relaxing and he said to her well I'm not too too much in summer that's not my thing and she says, really? He says, yes. He said, I just sat here because I'm, I'm upset and I know I need to just sit and relax. And I don't know why, but I felt like it was okay to sit next to you. And she said, of course it is. So she asked him, what was your name? And he says, my name is John. And he asked, what's your name? He says, my name is Maria. So Maria says, John, well, nice to meet you, John. And John said, likewise. So he asked her, where was she from? And she said she came from an island, a beautiful island. And he said, what island is it? And she said, it doesn't matter what island I came from. What's important that I came from an island that was so beautiful. And Maria asked him, <coughs> where are you from? And he said, I don't know. I have no idea where I'm from. And Maria said, okay, that's fine. Not everybody knows where they're really from, anyhow. So he looked at her with a smirk. And she smiled back at him. So she said, John, tell me about yourself if you don't mind sharing. And he says, no. He says, I have two children. I work. And of course, I'm married. And Maria said, well, the way you made it sound like you, you have t two kids, you married, and I mean, you married and, and you work, it's, it's not a cheerful, happy feeling. And he said, it isn't. And Maria asked him, why, John? John said, ah, it's a long story. Maria says, oh, I have all the time in the world. So he looked at her and he says, you really want to know? And she says, yes, of course. If not, I wouldn't ask. So he turned around and he says, well, 
I came to this country thinking that everyone can fulfill their dreams. I did everything that I was supposed to do. I went to school, I graduated. I met the woman that I fell in love with, got married. And I was blessed with two children. But it's not as people think it is that you fulfill your dreams. And Maria asks John, John, what is your dream? And John said, I really wanted to be a painter. But my parents felt like I was not going to make enough money. And I would not be able to support a family. So I went to college and got a degree. And I am making good money. And we live okay, really fine. But I'm angry most of the time. And I'm unhappy. And Maria looked at him and said, John, do you know how many people are in your situation? That they believe in the dream and they come to fulfill it. And when you find out that you did, it isn't as what you expect it to be. And John said, yeah, I realized that. But I get angry because I realized it later on in life. Maria tells John, John, the word late doesn't exist because that word is you're never too late ever 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 are you late because when you see it like that then you feel you have no purpose or you feel that there's no need to even go forward in life and we all can't think like that I believe that everything happens for a purpose, for a reason. And maybe your journey, going to school, getting married, having children, brought you to where you are now. It brought you to wake up and realize something about yourself. Something that you lost a long time ago and you just erase it. And now it's coming back to the surface and it's reminding you of what you lost. But now it's up to you to gain that. And he looks at Maria and he tells Maria, Maria, you're funny. You're really funny. Gain it? Are you serious? I'm married, I have kids, I have a responsibility. I got bills to pay. There's no way that this part that I'm missing fits in my life. It just doesn't. Maria replies to John and says, wow, that is so sad that, that you can think like that and just see things like that. It's like you're closing everything in your life because the word I can't, and how, how doesn't exist in you. Who says you can't? Who says that? People that, 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 that are willing to give up their dreams, their hopes, make excuses for not doing what they need to be doing, 
or because they're afraid and they're hiding behind that door? John, nothing is impossible. Nothing. It's up to you to make things happen. John looks at her and says, wow, you kind of got a little bit aggressive there. And he, and, he, and he started to laugh. And she says, yes, I'm sorry. Because I feel that when people feel that there's no way out and that they're stuck where they're stuck, it, it upsets me because you're stuck because you choose to be stuck, because you want to be stuck, because it's comfortable for you to be stuck. It's part of something that, that you realize, that you see, that you wonder, like, really, this is all I got? Everything here is everything. I see nothing. I don't know anything. I became dumb. I became blind. You know, I became deaf. Like, there's nothing. And when you find that there's no nothing, and you're empty. That is one of the saddest things that I can't imagine for any human being. And John looked at her and said, well, maybe, could it be that maybe I'm afraid? And she said, could be. It could be a lot of things that's stopping you from opening that door. And he looked at he looked at Maria and he says, well, what about you, Maria? And she says, well, when I came from my island, I started to work. I graduated high school. I did go to college for two years. I became a secretary. I did good. I got married. I had three children. And life was not easy. We all had our ups and downs. We all had our agreements. We all saw things differently. But I remember my grandmother telling me once, that I can be anything I wanted to be. But that I had to realize that in the world that you lived, you had to make money to pay your bills. But does not mean that you cannot fulfill your dream. And Maria remember that since she was a child. So John said, so what did you do? And she says, I worked. I feel that I was a good mother, a good wife. But my dream was making clothes. And I love to look at a material that is just plain. And all of a sudden, when I take that material and I make something beautiful out of it, that was my joy. That was my dream. So yes, I sacrifice. But I sacrifice myself. John said, what do you mean? What do you mean? How did you do that? Maria said, well, I, I was a mother, I was a wife, I took care of that responsibility, I worked, I took that, that responsibility. But after hours that were left, after putting my children to bed, I decided to go and take something, a material, and make what I could with it. And I did. And I started to have 
design, my clothes? Was it uh, something that the world might want to expect, accept? No. But people liked it. They ordered it. So, in other words, John, I fulfilled my dream. But it wasn't the dream that everybody expected to be. I, I, I fulfilled my dream, making clothes, seeing people smile and enjoy what I did. And it wasn't about how many people enjoyed it. It was about those that did. And John says, but I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can become a painter. I, I don't know if I have time to do that. And Maria says, why is it that we all make excuses? not to do what is needed to do for yourself. Why is it that? What is it that you don't feel worthy of yourself? Why is it that you don't feel important enough to know that you're special? Why do we cut ourselves down into pieces? Because we think that the world has to accept the things that we dream of, the things that we do. No, they don't. Because the one that has to accept it is you, John. You want to be a painter. No one is taking that away from you except you. No one has ever taken it away from you except you because you allowed it. And then when we become unhappy and miserable and angry and frustrated, Many of us don't know why, but it's because there's something missing within us. But do you know something? Do you know what I find interesting, John? That no one feels they're worth more than what they are, but they're willing to make excuses to have an affair. Okay, they make excuses to get drunk. They make excuses to get high. They make excuses to party all the time. They make excuses to do things that it's not necessary, that it's not accepted within them, but they do it. But that they can do. But they can't see their worth, their value as a human being because they feel that you get married, you have kids, your life is doomed. Life is not doomed. Life is doomed because we choose for it to be doomed. We choose to say it's the end. No, it's not. Because the end has not come yet. You're still here, alive, sitting, talking. You're still alive. You're not dead. And yes, we can blame our spouses, that our spouses don't let us do this, don't do that. But that's still no excuse. We all have to show to everyone and anyone how important our dreams are. And it's not becoming the best drug addict seller out there. That's not what I'm talking about. Or the best pimp out there, because that's definitely not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about beauty. Whatever beauty you have, whether you write, whether you, you're a poet, whether you're an artist, and whatever it may be, whether you love to plant, and that gives you joy, whatever it may be, knitting, sewing, it, it, it is what you need because that's who you are. And when we deny that, we deny our existence of living. 
then we are just passing through life. And why would anyone want to pass through? People, John, and I hear people saying, I, I want to write a book. Write it, do it. But don't expect because you're doing it that the world is going to accept it because they might not. But that's not what's important. What's important for you to recognize and realize that you did it, that you did it. And that stays between your children, your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren. So you're leaving something, value, that everyone will always remember this person. And not only would they remember that person, but they'll remember the decisions that you made to become that person. Everyone loves to hide and make excuses. Everyone does. If you, if, if you want to lose weight and you want to make a change, then do it. Then do it, but do it because it makes you feel good. And if it turns out that you, you, you want to build something from that, then do it. No one says you can't. Only us. The only person that stops us is us, John. Your wife, your children, your job, the system does not stop you, but you. John looks at her and says, wow, I, what you say makes a lot of sense, but And Maria heard him say, but Maria says, no, John, that word, but, if, and, and, doesn't exist. You know why it doesn't, John? Because that word can't, but, if, and, and, was given to us to cripple us and using these words to make excuses for us. There's only two words, John, two simple words that you can use. Yes, I'll do it. No, I won't. But there's no in between. There's no buts, ifs, and ands, and can't, or won't, neither. Those words, were put there to stop everyone so everyone can use it as an excuse those that's why those words were put there we are so filled with the world but we're not filled within our world we don't give our world what we need but we're willing to give the world out there what they need John put his head down and set it to knob by saying yes John turns around and looks at Mary and says I've never seen it like that Mary reply, because no one is meant to see it like that, John. Because these words that society uses, it's a manipulation. It's, 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 it controls, words control human beings. And human beings feed on those words. But no one wants to see it. I don't want you to think, John, that the journey that I took was easy, because it wasn't. But because of my grandmother, what she said to me, and that stood, and I believed in it, 
And some people consider me to be selfish because I chose to, to do what I needed to do. But you know, John, there's two types of selfishness in this world. Selfishness is a person who really doesn't care about another human being, just doesn't care. And then you take that same word, selfishness, and you put it to yourself saying, I would take care of my responsibility. I would do the best that I can to do what I need to do in my responsibility. But I also have to push myself aside and be selfish within me, within me, so that I can be able to fulfill my dream. My dream. And the dream doesn't include the world. It just doesn't. It includes me. Because when I see my beauty and I look at it, I created something out of nothing. And that to me is amazing. And you say you're an artist. Can you imagine what you can create? My dresses are not like anybody else's. But it doesn't mean that it's less than the one you bought, neither. And it doesn't mean that if someone doesn't like it, that it has no value. Because I will guarantee you that someone will come and see the value of this dress and buy it. Even if it's just one dress I sold. That mean that that person that bought it got it. And we cannot go and impress the world. That's too much work. That's too much. Because you fall into this competition. Oh, that dress was better. Oh, maybe I should have done it better. Maybe I should do this. No, there is no competition. Society did that. Why should there be a competition? This is your art. This is the way you see it. Why do you have to paint like anybody else? Why do you have to do strokes like anybody else? Why do you have to do a certain design like any? Why? Because it's accepted out there? And if it's accepted out there, that means I'm going to make it out there? No. No, John. Everyone is a genius. Everyone is gifted. And you might think that the gift you have is nothing. But it is. Because it was given to you. As simple as taking a candle and building that candle up and making it what you want it to make. As simple as taking a plate of food and making it taste wonderful. There is no gift out here that is less, none at all. No one has to accept it but you. And that's what we have difficulties in. If I'm not accepted, I'm not good. And if I didn't win, I'm not good enough. No, you can't go by that. Everyone has a different outlook in life and how they see things. That's why everyone is different. But it doesn't make it better by saying, I fell, I didn't win. No. These group of people felt that connection with that dress for whatever reason. 
But it doesn't mean that yours wasn't good enough. But that's not your problem. That's their problem. You see, what people don't seem to understand is that when anybody sees a product, anything, painting, clothes, anything, it's about can that product, can that thing make me money? And that's what society looks at. Can that human being make me money? And if they don't see the dollar sign, then what you have created would not be accepted. And if it's not accepted, then nobody really saw the value. And that is reality. How many people write scripts? Some get accepted, some don't. It doesn't mean that your script is not good enough. Maybe you need to look at it and see, but it doesn't mean you stop. Then you keep trying to make it better for you, but don't expect for anyone to accept it. And if they choose not to accept it, then do it on your own. Invest in your craft. Don't wait for someone to notice your gift. Because a lot of human beings would be really disappointed. You have the power to create. You have the power to show your gift. And if it's not accepted, it's okay. But you did what you needed to do. And by doing this, your gift would only get better and better and better and better. Because every time you're knocked down and you pick up that book, that script, and you read it, and you change it, and you make a different situation here. All you're doing is making it better and better and better and better. But you don't give up. You just don't say enough is enough, and I'm not going further anymore. No, can't do that. Because that word don't, I can't. I mean, I'm sorry, I can't, won't. If, and, but should not exist. Should not exist. Not even maybe. I'm going to put that into should not exist. So John looks at Mary and tells her, I would I be able to start? I mean, where do I begin? And you begin with a piece of paper. Everything begins with a piece of paper. Everything begins with a small material. Every plant begins tiny. Anything becomes tiny in the beginning. And before you know it, that little piece of paper will become medium size, bigger size. Start little by little until you find yourself convinced and confident enough to say to yourself, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to have to be prepared for the world out there. But I have to say to myself first that I'm doing this because I love to paint. I always wanted to paint. That was my dream. That's where it starts. Whether people accept it or not, that is not your problem. It really isn't at all. What's important 
is that you're making your dream come true. That's what matters. John says, it's weird that I was just walking, you're a stranger to me, and I just sat here. I would never have thought in all the years that I would sit down and meet a stranger who is waking me up. And he tells Maria, you're an angel. And that's how I see you. Maria laughs and she says, honey, I'm far from an angel. But you know something? If I have a little bit of angel in me, then I'm so happy to have it. Because if, if that little angel is there with me, it is that angel and that spirit that I have allowed me to share. But you know something, John? I feel that you were ready to hear the truth. Whether it came from me or it came from someone else, you were ready and you needed it. We all need it. We all need someone to wake us up and come out of our, our illusions or fantasy. We all need to see reality, face reality. And sometimes, well, many times reality is, it's not like, you know, I'm gonna cheer for the reality. I'm so happy I hit the reality. I am joyful that I hit the reality. <laughs> Whew, that was felt good. Of course not. Sometimes reality does hurt. Sometimes the reality makes you angry, frustrated, mad. Sometimes you're angry at the person that's telling you the truth and you don't want to hear it. But there's a difference between the truth. There is a negative truth and there's a positive truth. A negative truth is a person that's trying to destroy you and take away from you. And we have to know the difference. Just like we have to know the difference between our dream. Is our dream negative or is our dream positive? If you want to be the president of the United States, is that dream positive or negative? Because right now we have somebody there that is completely negative. So there's really kind of no purpose. But whatever you choose to be in life, a judge, a lawyer, the president of the United States, whatever you choose to be in life, do it for the right purpose. But what happens to many people is that when they start working on something that they do happen to love, they die out. They're not the same person when they started because the system has a way of taking it away and destroying it for you. If you wanted to be, I don't know, a caseworker, and the reason you wanted to become a caseworker because you wanted to help out. And you find yourself helping out, but then you really find out that you can't help out the way you should or you're supposed to because the system might not allow it. Because there's always, there's always something that the system has to butt in to try to, to take away what your dream is. And people get burned out and they get tired. And they give up hope within themselves. So they have no desire to fulfill anything or go forward with anything in their life. So they become part zombie. Work, home, play, TV, drink, I get high, have adultery. This is their routine and their children pay the price later on because if the adults are lost, 
imagine these children. So what happens to these children of our future? The world becomes worse than what it is. So there is no future because no one is giving them hope. Then no, no one is telling them, you have a dream. Go follow your dream, but at the same time know that in that time you're finding your dreams, they're gonna try to destroy it. Why? Because they tried with me and they try with everyone that has a dream. But if our parents cannot see this, cannot recognize it and realize it, how are they supposed to teach their children? You can't, you can't. Why? Because that is the reality of it. It starts with parents. It starts with us. And that to me is important because if we don't see it, we'll use it. We'll use it to the worst part of our life. We're giving our children no hope, nothing. We as parents are destroying that for them because we don't believe it within ourselves. And if you can't believe it within yourself, how can you teach it to your children and your children to their children and their children? You can't. But it's easy to teach our children to smoke weed, to drink, go out there, and have sex as much as you can because the more sex you have, the more you become a man. And the more sex a woman has, the more she's known as a prostitute, as a slut, because it's not the same, it's different. Those things you teach, but you don't teach what's important. You don't teach how special you are and how important you are. And you have a purpose in this world. John, John didn't know what to say to Maria because she can tell that Maria was angry with the system by what she said and how she said it. And John was now thinking, am I a good father? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do aside from feeding my children and giving them a home? So now he had more questions than before. His dream, being a father and being a husband. Because he, he allowed himself to wake up at that moment and start questioning himself. Because everything that he's done, he's done what was expected for him to do. And then what the system expected him to do, to do. And it was like, he just stood still because he realized he didn't want to go that way. But at the same time, he realized that he wanted to go the other way, but he was afraid to because of things that he felt within himself as a human being, as a person. Not capable, not wanting, being insecure, lacking confidence. All these, all that word that is so use, useless that we use to, to manipulate and, and, and and to make people feel like they're nothing with those words. Because those words came from the system. 
to degrade you, to take away your dreams and hope. So people use these words as a game, as a mutilation, as control. And no one should be controlled of no one. We can help by giving opinion and advice. But at the end, that person has to make their own decision. And we all hope that they pick the right decisions. But sometimes they don't. And it's their choice that they choose to go that path. And we hope and pray that they'll wake up one day and many don't. Many stays with the curtains closed. It is what it is. Because if you cannot believe in yourself, then you cannot believe in anything else. And if you don't trust yourself, then you can't trust anybody else. You just can't. If you don't have confidence in yourself and you're giving confidence out there, you're a hypocrite. Because how can you see confidence in someone if you can't see it on yourself? Can you look at something and say, that's good, that's great? Absolutely. But you can't give something to someone that you have not given to yourself. So we are taught to lie, to give without really giving. Because we know that by doing that, that person is going to feel good and being sincere. You know, as a teacher, I have people, artists, all types of people come through the store in my life. And there's people that want to become singers. And sometimes when they open that mouth, I really wonder what they hear because they don't hear what I hear. And I tell them, if it's not for singing, what would be something else you would like to do? And they think about it and they'll say, I want to do this. So why don't you do it? Because I enjoy singing. And I say, I think that's awesome. So sing for yourself and do the other part that you need to do. So the person says, are you saying I'm not a good singer? I said, I don't think I will be the first and the last person to say what I'm going to say, but I feel that you're hiding by saying you want to be a singer because you don't want to face the truth and what you really want to do. So you become a mockery to yourself. Why would you do that? I'm sorry, not everybody's a dancer. It is what it is. Not everybody's a singer. It is what it is. I wish that I can draw. I can't draw for nothing. It's a miracle that I can make a circle, two eyes and a nose and a smile, and a lawn stick. And that's as far as I can go. But it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy somebody else's work. Do I wish I was an artist? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's not what I am meant to be. Even though I love it, because I do, but I got to realize that what I love about art, it's seeing it. It wasn't about drawing it. It was about me seeing it. And when I started to see it, I fell in love with that. So it wasn't about me 
trying to be an artist because that art of mine went somewhere else into writing my books. So sometimes we think that we are meant for something and we're not. We high. Because you think that that's it. And it's not. And that's why you have to keep looking to see what is your purpose. Really. You can, you can be a good dancer, but it doesn't mean that that's what you're meant to be. And you can be a good singer, and still doesn't mean that that's your, what you're supposed to, mean, to, to be. I'm sorry, to be. What happens with a lot of people is that you bring your past lifetime with you here. And you bring that essence of a singer or artist or draw, whatever. You bring it. And you feel that that's what it is. But it's not. That was from your past. So you still have something here in this lifetime that you need to fulfill. And we kind of forget that. Because when we had it in our past lifetime, obviously it fulfilled us. And it brought us a lot of joy and a lot of love. And this is why we brought it in this lifetime. And believe it or not, there were people that, that were not good singers in their previous lifetime and are great singers now. But they were meant to be singers at that time. So we learn things as we come back to this earth and we learn more about ourselves and, our, and what we're capable of, what we're not capable of, you know? And, and you have to know the difference. Can I do this? Can I do that? And sometimes people might have more than one gift. You, could, you can draw, you can dance. Fine, you're blessed. But you're also blessed with just one. There's no competition. Society made that word up, competition. You gotta show me you're better. Well, this is the way I teach my students. You're better within you. Your competition is with you, not with another human being, because that human being doesn't know your need, your desire, your dream. You don't need to be in competition with someone else. You need to be in competition with yourself so it can make yourself better within you. You're not here to prove to someone that you can do it. You're here to prove to yourself that you can do it. Everything you do in life, it's about you. It's about proving yourself to you. And if people notice and recognize it and embrace it, that's great. But if they don't, it's also okay because the one that has to recognize it and embrace it, it's you, no one else. And that's something that we have, well, not that we, but you have problems with. And that's not the way it should be. You came to this earth to follow your journey. You came to this earth to follow your dream, whatever that dream may be. Realize the difference between the dream in your past lifetime and the dream in this present life. And fulfill it. Be marrying, having kids, going to work should never stop you from your dreams. It really shouldn't. Because you realize that if you do, Again, you're unhappy, you're miserable, and you might not understand why at that moment you are the way you are or feel the way you are. But when you fulfill or you're fulfilling your dream within yourself, your life is so different, your outlook is so different, your, your way of seeing things is so different, and you, 
you have to be there to understand what I'm saying. You really, really, really do. That's, that's what I can say. You need to be there. You need to put yourself there. You need to see it for yourself. You need to go and open that door and take that chance. Because that chance and that door is your opportunity, yours and yours alone. But also remember that it's so important that you're doing it for you, for you, because it makes you feel great. It fulfills a part of you that you need to fulfill. No different than when a mother wants to have a child. And she has that desire to have that child. But when she realized that she can't give birth to a child, does it mean that she gives up? No. It means you find another solution. There are so many children looking for love. So you fulfill that by adopting a child. It might not come the way you want it to come, but as long as you follow it, it will take you where it needs to take you. And if it took you that you were not noticed by the world, I guarantee you, in your next lifetime, you will be recognized. Why? Because you started your dream here. And how your dream ends here, it's how it will continue in your next lifetime. But let me explain something else. A dream is not about being conceited, being about better than the next person, being self-centered, being selfish in a negative way. That's not what a dream is about. Okay, I'm not here for you to boost your head. That's not what I do. I'm here to give you courage and strength within yourself to feel good and happy and content with your dream and satisfied with your dream. Not for you to come in through a door and think you all that neither, because that to me is conceited and that do, I do not teach that. I teach what's inside of you and what you need to bring out. I teach to make you happy. I teach so you can learn how to be the person you were meant to be. I teach compassion and understanding. I teach your truth because you can't have my truth. I work for my truth. What I've gone through in my life and done in my life, that's my truth. And no one can take that truth away from me because I work very hard for that truth. So I teach my students to have their truth. And when I teach them many other things, it's so they can be courageous and strong and can stand up and anywhere and be content and satisfied in what they have achieved within themselves. It has nothing to do with the world. Let's get that straight, okay? People that need to be recognized by the world, they're looking for acceptance from the world. And if you look for acceptance in the world, you're going to be miserable. You're not going to allow yourself to achieve, to try, to go for your dream. You're going to be disappointed. And they're going to leave you in the floor. That is your choice. As Mary finished telling John, John got up and told Mary, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for sharing your story, and for sharing your lessons and your knowledge. 
sometimes we have to look at people who have been there, done that, who haven't, to us to learn. We can always learn from everyone. Mary says, yes, you could, even from a child. We all can learn from. Never forget that. And I hope that the next time I see you, you show me your painting. And John looked at her with a smile and said, yes, you will. I guarantee you. And they both said their goodbyes.